everyone, and welcome to Sundays with Rev. Carla. This is a community like no other, and I hope you enjoy your time here. And now, if it feels comfortable with you, you can join me in this meditation, prayer, opening, whatever feels comfortable for you. May our hearts be open to receive, may our minds be open to learn, and may our souls be willing to connect to the sacred and to each other. Okay, let's get started. My teaching theme for this week is the spiritual wilderness. And I start this by wanting to talk to you a little bit about what this is and also what it isn't in, a, in, a, in hopes of encouraging you to understand that the spiritual wilderness can be some of the most, the time when you can do some of the most healing work, but it's also a place where you can kind of ebb and flow out of your lived experience. So let's dive into it and see how we end up with it. I hope it's helpful for you. So I wrote this in 2017, right after I was ordained. So let me read this to you. Unless you have walked through it and have come out on the other side, you'll never understand. And when you're in the middle of it, there can never be enough reassurance that you're going to be okay. So it's almost like this paradox. So let's talk about what the spiritual wilderness is. Well, I like to define it as a journey that can be undefinable, but it also can be lonely. It can also hold sacred meaning, and it can bring up a lot of questions such as who will I be once I come out on the other side of it? So let's start with what the spiritual wilderness is not. The way I see it, it's not the same kind of thing that you may have been taught through biblical interpretation. That doesn't mean that there weren't spiritual wilderness experiences that were explained or described in the stories told in the Bible, but they became something else when biblical biblicalist, if you will, literalist got their hands on it and needed it to become something about you getting right with your relationship with this evangelical God. So it was all about how you needed to contort yourself to fit this patriarchal masculinized God to seek this God's approval. But I see the spiritual wilderness as a, as a period of solitude and isolation without external influences dictating what to believe, how to live, or how to be spiritual. And it's during this time that you commit to looking for answers to these deep questions about your life, about faith, about humanity, about your place in it. And you seek these answers outside of the constructs of your religious heritage, your familial heritage. It doesn't mean that there can't be benefits from those, but if you have had a lot of narratives placed on you over the years, then you try to peel those away so that you're listening to your inner knowing and not to some other voice that's been placed inside you. And you think that that is coming from in your inner presence or the divine or the holy, the, the soul, the spirit, whatever names you give this connection to the divine. So this makes this a really daunting place because you, this is something that you have probably never experienced before. For many of us, we were taught spirituality, almost like a checklist. Here's what you believe. Here's how you pray. Here's how you worship. Here's how you show your devotion to your spiritual community. And out here, all of that falls away. So oftentimes people who find themselves 
being drawn to it, fear being isolated. They fear being rejected by their their spiritual community or people who might know that they're questioning things about their religious heritage. But remember this, it's important to remember that the journey in the, in the wilderness is about finding you. It's about finding your authentic spiritual path, even if it means leaving traditional constructs behind. And this is where not only do you find some profound meanings, it's also where you do some of the deepest healing. So looking back, I can see that I can, I can look at it two ways. I can say I was drifting away from my religious indoctrination, or was I being called and feeling the pull into this spiritual wilderness? Either way, the theology that I was trying to contort myself to started to feel heavy and outdated and irrelevant. And it could no longer hold my allegiance because I realized that this human made construct felt more of what I was worshiping than the actual seeking and enriching of my spirituality. So there's so many different ways that you can approach the spiritual wilderness. And we do that. It depends on our, our lived experiences. It, it depends on our religious heritage. It depends on our indoctrinated beliefs, but how we get there is also, also very different. So for many of us, we start to feel a pull that religion can no longer serve. However, it can also be an abrupt life change, some kind of profound experience in your life that all of a sudden the tools in your resource bag, including your spiritual resource bag, cannot support you. And so you find yourself out here navigating these things alone. And some of the reassurances of the past sound trite. And some of the ways that the people, especially those that closest to you from your spiritual community, your pastors, the places where you sought support, it's not, it's not helping what's the pain that's been caused by this profound shift. So looking someplace else outside the norm of this structure actually starts to feel more appealing because you're not getting, you're not being nurtured here anymore, even though you might not understand completely what it is you're missing or why you're feeling this urge to move away from it. And for me, I had this intense week at church and it was, had been building up for several years. And my faith once again, clashed with the theology. And when I left stepped out of those church doors, I knew that I was stepping in to the spiritual wilderness. I didn't have a name for it. It felt scary and it felt like a void. I even felt like I was sinning because I was still very much in those indoctrinated beliefs, but I knew I felt free and lighter and the oppression that I was feeling on my chest and the heaviness, I could breathe again. So I was willing to take a risk that even though part of me was saying you are making a mistake and you are sinning because you're going against church authority, something told me that I had to honor this journey that I was being invited into. I was accepting it. And there were some times where I, I felt so spiritually wobbly that out here navigating this on my own, that I thought about just, you know what, I'm just going to go back in, beg forgiveness 
confess my sins for not being obedient. And I'll just fake it in the pews. I'll just fake it. Cause I know many people who do that because I had conversations with them and they were more content with just faking it, not believing anything that the minister said constantly not happy, but not, and not being committed to like the work of the church, but would rather have that community and know what their life, have that predictability of their life than to take a risk of being out here and isolated because that void can be so overwhelming that you just can't see yourself without it. So for me, and I got over it. Thank God I did. I got over it. And I started to do some of the deepest healing I ever did. When people talk to you about this being the spiritual light or this being the easy road, they have no idea what they're talking about. The hardest work I've ever done, the soul work, the shadow work, if you will, whatever you want to call it, healing my religious trauma, but also other aspects of my life, anything that needed to be worked on to help me turn back to my world, a better version of myself. That's the time that I did it. I knew that I had to do that in order to be able to step fully into my authenticity. So I can tell you that the work is very hard, but it's worth it because I found sacred wisdom and healing. And I did things inside there. I learned things that I had never heard before. I heard from wisdom keepers. I had amazing mentors and I worked with educators and I worked with my accountability partners and spent a lot of time in silence and solitude and contemplation and got comfortable with that to understand that in the peace, in that moment can be just as sacred and meaningful as it can in the church pews. And one thing that I always tell people who are starting this walk on the spiritual wilderness is to remember this, you are not alone. You all, you are actually moving closer to your authenticity, to your inner compass that points you home to who you are. That's what this is about. So I hope you take what we discussed here today and turn that into a time, if you find yourself in the spiritual wilderness, into a time of healing and reflection for you as well. And I just want to say one more thing before we close our time here together. The spiritual wilderness isn't a one-off. It's not linear. You will find yourself ebbing and flowing. And I even now, any time in lived experiences, something new will arise. And I know I have to take a step back and reset, enter that spiritual wilderness, this unknowing and peeling away. I've been invited into a peeling away of another layer of myself that I hadn't wasn't ready to face. So we're constantly being given those opportunities and that is what the spiritual wilderness teaches us and blessed be. Okay, beautiful souls. I want to always end our time together by reminding you to nourish your spirit, nurture your dreams, and always believe in the incredible power that resides within you. Believe in miracles because you indeed are one. So until we meet again, may your path be filled with love, joy, and boundless possibilities. And now if it feels comfortable, you can join me in this uh, closing prayer or meditation. If you want to close your eyes and join me, if not, you can mute it at this point. Now taking a deep breath in and exhale. Holy one, divine mystery, universal God, you who are known by so many names, but none captures the wonder, the mystery, the love of all that you are. We say thank you for another day and for our time together. 
Now, if it feels right to you and you are closing out these Sunday gatherings with the journal, go ahead and spend time processing what today is asking of you, what needs light or what needs healing. And may the rest of your day be gentle and just what you need. And I'll see you soon.